1: Luke Sylvia, and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is September 20th, 2021. I am joined by a different co-host tonight. Uh, Luke wasn't able to make it. But I am joined by none other than Kevin Tucker. Hasn't missed a game since 2004. Kevin, how are we doing tonight?
2: Oh boy, I'm doing well, Jonathan. Glad to be back. Thanks for having me back. Got a lot of fun things to chat about tonight and uh, looking forward to getting into it.
1: I wanted to ask you, Kevin, You obviously you know that you and Luke are really like the big college football guys. I much... I'm much more involved in the conversations when we're in the group chat talking about the Magic or the NFL. When you guys are talking college football, I'm just like, I'm reading Chinese, basically. (laughs) So the season has not started great for me as a New York Giants fan. The season has not started great for you as a Florida State fan. How is Uh, your mental health right now? I want to check in with you. How are you doing?
2: So this is how the episode starts. Okay, yeah, yeah, Yeah. I know. Look, I
1: I did mention the fact that my favorite team is – also not doing great that's so. true
2: so here's the silver lining for me saturdays right now are terrible but i'm a bucks fan so there's always right? light at the end yeah. of the tunnel yeah because you're my, my weekend is usually going to end on a high note through the form of the buccaneers who today smashed um uh the uh falcons that's who they played. i couldn't remember yeah, yeah. the falcons two defensive touchdowns in the fourth quarter was a lot of fun yeah, were, so that like
1: third quarter were you getting a
2: little nervous no no of course not <laughs> brady against the falcons bro never nervous uh, yeah, they could but, be
1: down to 28-3, to three and you're just a little bit nervous. Yeah. But
2: Florida State, though, yeah, down bad. Um, not a whole lot to discuss there. We want to keep our listeners not driving away, and Florida State is driving everyone away right now. So, uh, yeah, no fun right now.
1: Yeah, so your your team, the Bucks, just beat the Atlanta Falcons. So next week, my Giants will take on the Atlanta Falcons. I will be traveling to New Jersey uh, to see that game in person as they'll be inducting. Um, arguably my favorite athlete, well, right, probably right behind Tracy McGrady. It's like one A, one B. Eli Manning will be inducted into the Ring of Honor. Eli's an athlete. Ring-a-long. I don't know about that. Okay, <laughs> you better watch your mouth right now. You, you better <laughs> just be, be very careful. Eli yeah, is yeah. like I, I love Eli very, very. He's very near and dear to my heart. Two Super Bowls. Like I mean, I'm sure you have some appreciation for like Brad Johnson. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's all right.
2: No, I, I'm joking. Eli is great. He really is. I love the yes. whole Manning family. Man. You're hard to hate them.
1: Did you watch any of the Peyton and Eli Monday Night Football oh, Monday broadcast?
2: Night. Dude, that was so fun. It was, was awesome. awesome.
1: I was a little bit nervous because Peyton is definitely the more like extroverted brother. Eli is more like the quiet prankster. Uh but no, I thought they did a great job. Peyton really did a great job. The guests that they had on, you know, Ray Lewis, Russell Wilson, it, it was just a ton of fun. Yeah. So I would, I'm glad yeah. That, that went well.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to more of those in the future yeah. for sure.
1: All right, well, Orlando Magic fans, you guys are coming to this show in particular for one reason, and that's to hear about the Orlando Magic. So it's been a long off-season, folks. We are almost there. Media Day is is about a week from today when you guys are listening to this. So we're really really getting close to training camp and everything like that. Although there's not been a ton of Orlando Magic news, we have got some Orlando Magic content this week, Kevin, in the new episode of All Access that the Magic put out that they kind of Let us peek behind the curtain inside the war room uh, during the draft when they selected Jalen Suggs fifth and Franz Wagner eighth. Uh, What did you think about that, Kevin? What did you think about that episode of All Access?
2: Yeah, first off, I thought it was awesome. Uh, We, at least to my knowledge, I haven't seen the Magic put out content like that uh, before as far as like behind the scenes on draft night into the war room. Like we've kind of had like a, you know, a camera in the corner that kind of shows it, but never real audio or like conversations or anything like that. So that I thought that was awesome. Uh, a couple of things that kind of stood out to me from the war room part of it, and there were some other things later. But in the war room, I loved the fact that they let R.J. Hampton call in the eighth pick, call in Franz Wagner's pick. I thought that yeah. was super cool. They're like, you know, R.J. was hanging hanging out in the war room and let him come in and call in his uh, his new teammate. Um, as far as the eighth pick goes, a couple other things I loved um, the reaction when when Jalen Suggs fell uh, to us at five. You know, especially heard R.J. Hampton. Coming up and talking with uh, Jeff Weltman and a couple other people, saying Jalen's my guy. You know, I've known yeah. him since sixth grade. Apparently, their moms are super close, and so you could just feel the vibe when that happened. It was it was really high energy. And then the last thing outside of the war room, your boys had a little uh, little feature in there. You know, Jonathan, myself at the at the watch party there at Amway that night, uh, got our faces in the in the video a couple times. Our ugly it was, mugs, man. We made right. it. That's we made right. It. It was a super God fun night. God bless the magic for That's
1: right. being willing to put that out there. That's
2: right. That's right. It was a that super, was a fun, super night, fun night. Yeah, and, and that video kind of captured some of the stuff we didn't really get to see.
1: Right. Kevin, I know that you guys don't know Kevin that well. First of all, I'm going to just give him his props here on the podcast. I know he's not going to like that I'm doing this, but he does a great job for us. Works his butt off. Um, Kevin is a madman. So Ke- that week, what uh, was it the week of the the watch party? Where you came down, like watched uh, the lightning in the was it the Stanley Cup or was that the uh, that was the semifinals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the semifinals, yeah, the semifinals, and then was in Orlando for the watch party. Then that night drove all the way back to Savannah, Georgia, four hours, and he did the whole trip again a month later on the night of the draft. Like came down, was there for what two, three out, four hours? What because we were at Harry yeah. Buffalo before, and yeah. then Kevin got in his car and drove all the way back to Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> I came back. Luke and I recorded an episode. Kevin edited that night, and we just we had everything ready to go like for the next day. Right. And then, like within a day or two, we had out like the react video of everything. So, for those of you that don't know, Kevin is an absolute madman when it comes to like his work ethic and and everything like that. But that night, dude, that night was so much fun. I'll, no matter what happens with Jalen Suggs and his career, we will always have that night.
2: That's right. Yeah, that No matter was... what
1: happened in like the Toronto Raptors playoff series in 2019, we will always have Game 1. We'll always have that DJ Augustin game winner. That's absolutely right. You know That's I mean? something
2: we'll take to our graves, and it was awesome.
1: Yep, <laughs> it was. The only other thing that really stood out to me um, about the All Access video, and if you guys haven't viewed the All Access video, the Magic, I mean, Kevin, you and I are both on the Orlando Magic subreddit a ton, and it, at least from the conversations that I see there, it seems like the opinion of the Orlando magic social media team has really like evolved in like the past year and a half, like from the whole Shelvin Mack fiasco to now, like it's almost like universally accepted that our social media team is awesome. Yeah. And I feel like the all access videos are a big part of that. If you guys haven't seen those. There's a ton. I think they did like 13 uh, this season. I might have that number incorrect, but it just gives you a behind the scenes. Look at the magic that you just would not see anywhere else. Like, perspective right from the players they're amazing
2: yeah i yeah totally agree if uh if you haven't seen them they are just straight on the magic's youtube channel uh so that's the place to go check them out i'd even encourage you i mean we still got a week you know till till uh training camp and media day and then two weeks till uh the preseason so in these next couple weeks if you're looking for some magic content i'd honestly go back and watch the ones from last season they're awesome they're super good yeah yeah
1: like there's a lot of stuff like there's like mark hill and jis rehab stuff in there like just really really great but what I want to mention about too the, yeah, the big the trades, trades that trade deadline, that, it was great. But we also got to look in that uh, the most recent episode of you know what is now kind of like a famous secretive workout that nobody knew about with Franz Wagner. There's some footage from that workout, Kevin, where obviously he went absolutely insane because from that point the Magic basically said, "Hey, if you fall to us, we're picking you no matter what." We we are promising that of you, and obviously the Magic st- you know kept good to their promise took Franz so yeah some of that workout
2: and I'd say with that as well that war room was very excited obviously when Jalen fell to them they were almost as excited when they picked Franz at eight like the you you can see it in in the video the reaction in that room when RJ Hampton you know finally said those words we're picking Franz Wagner eight and he put the phone down that room was electric it was so they see stuff in him and I'm looking forward to seeing it for ourselves
1: you mentioned RJ calling in the pick. The only other time, I, I think it was Jeremiah, Jonathan's Jonathan Isaac's little brother a couple of years ago. Didn't he call in the Chuma he did. Okiki pick? That's right, yeah. at least so. That was pretty cool, that. too. That is yeah. cool, yeah. But and, that and was it, not nearly as, as, you know, we got to see everything kind of unfolding in the war room, but that was right. still pretty cool to see.
2: Right, yeah. And Jamal Mosley, I should also say, called in the Suggs pick uh, in this episode. They should have yeah, him call it you know in, what?
1: too. Coach Mosley didn't really seem all that excited. <laughs> He, was, he wasn't nearly as, like, emphatic as, as RJ was. Oh, They're like, say man. it with your chest. And RJ's like, with the eighth pick. It was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, Co- Coach Mosley, Um, I, I think we'll, we'll see some of that fire that we, that we saw him give to LeBron, you know, a few years back at, at some time this season. So excited for that. And then Coach Mosley this week was on the jump. That's right. That was pretty cool as well. Anytime the yeah. Magic can get some national media spotlight, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like oh, 120
2: was cool. seconds. It was super yeah. short, but, but it was it wasn't
1: long at all. And then this week, uh, we finally got Jalen Suggs on the T. Ross podcast. And um, I, the funniest thing to me about you know that I think they went like 15 minutes, something like that, was uh, they're talking about uh, you know Jalen's mentioning how a lot of the younger guys went to uh, South Carolina and uh, in Charleston, and we're all kind of hanging out, and that you know Terrence is is taking advantage of like his vet days. And Terrence, you know, he had some back issues last year, like towards the end of the season. And he he basically referenced to you know, like my, my whole new back. So I don't think he's alluding to any type of procedures or anything, but it sounds like he's been doing some work to get his back right. And as someone who, di- you know, deals with back issues, I, I know, you know, what that can look like. It's like a, a everyday, you know, maintenance kind of thing. But uh, did you take anything from that podcast? It was mostly just things that we've already heard from Jalen yeah, Jaylen, you yeah
2: know. I, I, I picked up on the back thing as well I just thought it was super funny he's saying yeah I'm taking every day I can get you know I've earned it you know I've yeah. been around this league long enough and he and he kept telling Jalen you just wait
0: when yeah. you're my age you're taking he's every like, one
2: of these days as well you know he's like you're, you're making fun of me now he's like but there's nothing that we can tell
1: you about training camp or you know preseason <laughs> to get you ready you're just gonna have to experience it and then yep. I'll be sitting there like all right now now you need my help come yep. on over That's Come on right. over.' you know what I mean so, yeah, uh, it,
2: it was fun. Yeah, they were just kind of – it was really just them kicking it for the most part and catching up. And like like you said, it was pretty short 15 minutes, but definitely, uh, uh, definitely worth uh, checking it out.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
1: All right, Kevin. So just a few weeks until the season really starts uh, gearing up here. Um, I wanted to talk to you about what do you think are going to be like the most, like the four most important factors um, as it pertains to this season in particular. Not looking too far ahead, really, just focusing on this season and if the the Magic are going to have any level of success. What do you think are going to be the most, like the four most important factors? And we'll start with like what we think is it's going to be our top four, so they're all important. But we'll start with like four, and then we'll kind of work our way up to like the most important factor. So what what do you think?
2: Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, I'll I'll get us started here with my with my fourth one, if if that's cool with you. Um, Right now, our center position is kind of up in the air for a couple different reasons. Um, uh, And and disregard, you know, uh, Rolo, Robin Lopez. I'm not talking about him. I'm not talking about Potentially Mo Wagner sometimes playing the five. I'm talking about the two guys, the two key guys. Talking about Wendell Carter Jr. and Mo Bamba, two guys that are solid. You know, in what they do, they're very different in what they do, but they're okay. For me, the fourth thing on my list uh, that uh, is important for this coming up upcoming season is w- at least one of those guys has to rise to the top. They can't stay steady where they've been last season, the season before. They've got to make a big step, number one, obviously, for the betterment of our team, uh, number two, so that we can uh, potentially nail in who our starting center is going forward, and three, there's a lot of contracts and stuff on the line here coming up soon. Obviously, we, we think about Mo Bamba, and so um, that's that's the first thing I think of. Uh, fourth on my list, I think one of those guys, at least one, really needs to take a step, and if they both take a step... That's great. We'll take this battle up to the next level, you know, as far as who the starting center is. But at least one of them needs to take a big step for me, uh, not only for the long term, but even for the short term for for this season. What's what's number 4 on your list? Well, I wanted to ask you before I get to that.
1: Do you um do you feel strongly one way or the other on how that all is going to pan
2: out or do you have like a do you have a preference? Uh, yes. I'm I Unlike Luke, I don't have super strong feelings, you know, uh, towards one Mo Bamba. We've heard Luke say some things on the show before that are pretty strong about Mo. Uh, I think Mo has not shown what I would have liked to have seen from him so far. So I, I give the nod right now to Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, but uh, there is still a lot that Mo can prove. There's still parts of his game that I think, um, given his, his physical nature, his size and everything, I think uh, he can take uh, steps towards improving in those areas. Uh, like I said, if it, if it were me right now, I'm picking Wendell Carter Jr. But you know, like I said, big contract potentially coming up for Mo. Uh, he's got a chance to ball out, and I think we we've talked about this before. Uh, having a new coach, giving him a new opportunity, uh, a new person to prove himself to, uh, I think will do wonders for him. And I hope it does. I'm rooting for Mo all the way. I'd love to see him take be the guy that takes that step and solidify himself as the starting center for this team but uh but we'll wait and see how it shakes out.
1: What do you think of the like alleged like contract extension rumors that we've heard around Wendell Carter? I don't want to start getting into numbers. I think the 70 million dollar rumor, I think that's come and gone, but there is yeah. the potential that the Magic will extend Wendell Carter. If they were to extend one of those two guys right now, I would think it would be Wendell. I don't I think it's a little I think it's early for both of them, but I don't think it would be Bamba. Uh, what's Absolutely. your,
2: what's your take on that whole situation? Would you extend either of those guys? Uh, yeah, first off, just like you said, those numbers we initially heard, I would not at those numbers. Those were really high and really scary. Um, I, I didn't really believe that they were numbers being leaked by the front office. This front Which office was like four years, 70 million yeah, around that. Yeah. Yeah. The, this front office is known to not leak things. You know, we just talked about the Franz Von, you know, workout that we never knew existed until we drafted him. Um, so I, I, I tend to not believe those numbers were coming from the front office, but those numbers scared me. Um, I, I think it is too early to extend both of them. I definitely want to get into this season and see kind of how things shake out between, not just between the two of them, but how each one of them looks on the court. Because I think obviously both of them are still young, obviously, so uh, definitely have a lot of time left on their career and a lot of time to improve. Um, so I'd rather get into this season, get into a new, like I said, new coach, new system, and, and see how they look before we talk about any potential uh, extensions.
1: I like it. All right, so for number four for me um, is really going to come down to Cole Anthony. And when I was sitting down and thinking about like my four most important factors, I, with number four, I was really going back and forth between Cole um, and R.J. Hampton. Now, R.J., just as recently as a couple of days ago, uh, has come out and said he's grown two inches since last season, and now he's 6'6". So there was some six seven rumors out there, but he's saying right now he's at six six. So that that's a big that's a big point guard. That's a very big point yes. guard at six six. Like we're talking to, we're getting into the territory of like Penny Hardaway at that point. So um with Colt, I think one of the things that you know he is at a disadvantage is going to be the size. I think he's listed at six three. I don't think he's six three. I think he's closer to six one, maybe even six foot. That was the first thing that jumped out to me uh last year at the home opener. Um, was against the Heat, was that Cole just looked a little bit small on the court, which, again, when I saw him listed at 6'3, I was a little bit surprised to, to see, um, like, just kind of his more slight stature. So, but with Cole Anthony, obviously, the offensive potential that he has, uh, we saw flashes of that last year, you know, had, you know, 30 point game, hit, you know, two game winners. Uh, towards the end of the season, we saw him getting better at getting to the rim, finishing around the rim, and at his size, that's really what it's all going to come down to. I think the jump shot will, will come around. At worst, he's going to be an average three point shooter, you know, probably 35, 36%, something like that. But I think Cole is really going to be big for this season. We'll talk more about, you know, guys like Jalen Suggs in a little bit. I think we probably have him pretty high up on our uh, factors lists here. But uh, especially if Markel Fultz isn't going to be ready to start the season. Uh, they're going to need some big point guard minutes from Cole Anthony. And if this team is going to have, like we're talking about, a level of success, um, I think a lot of that is going to rest on Cole Anthony's shoulders. If Cole is you know, pretty close to the player that he was last year, I mean, it's a, he's a decent player, but uh, if he's able to take any kind of you know step, any kind of leap um, into his second year, he's working with that lethal shooter guy, and we'll see what the results are like uh, from that. He worked with him a lot this season, so I mean, if Cole is you know taking a big leap in his jump shooting and continues to improve at finishing around the rim and some of his decision making, um, I think that would be huge for the Magic this year.
2: Yeah, that's a great point, and I think it's very important for all of us, myself included, to remember the beginning of Cole's NBA career. Remember last year, he did not get the normal rookie experience. He did not get the draft, and then time in the gym, and then summer league, and then time in the gym, and then training camp, and then preseason, and then the season. You know, Remember with COVID and everything, that was all jacked up, didn't get a lot of time in the gym, had no summer league. Uh, I don't remember what the timeline was between draft and the open the season opener. It was less than a month, wasn't it? Or it was like right around a month. It was or like something crazy they had like, like that. two weeks, and then it was training camp, and right? Then it was like exactly. two weeks of preseason, and then start of the season. Exactly, yeah. insane, unheard of for a rookie, uh, and especially because he he was hurt, you know, some of the year before yeah. that. So just the amount of basketball total he had played before setting foot uh, on an NBA floor, and add to it the fact that Markell went out what six games into the season, whatever it was, yeah. he was thrown right into the fire right away, and so. I'm confident that with this more experience and more normal off season, even working you know with guys you know outside of the organization like the lethal shooter guy, I'm confident that that can't hurt. You know, having more time in the gym can't hurt. So yeah, I look forward to seeing what he does this season too. So for number three, Kevin, um, I've got
1: the veterans uh, specifically Gary Harris and Terrence Ross. So when it comes to that, I mean. That conversation in itself is going to be a huge factor this season because a lot of people feel like it's one or the other when it comes to Gary Harris and Terrence Ross. So you've got Gary Harris still making upwards of twenty million dollars. He's expiring after this year. Then you've got Terrence Ross making thirteen million dollars, I believe, for this year and then uh, one more year after that. So Terrence Ross, I mean, it, it just I think when we start talking about who's easier to trade. It just depends, like on the situation in the team, because there are some teams that are going to be like, yeah, we'll take you know a three month rental of Gary Harris, you know, and then we'll have an extra twenty million dollars in cap space after this season. And there are going to be other teams that are like, no, we don't want to take on twenty million dollars, but Terrence Ross sitting there at thirteen million, yeah, we'll bring him on, no problem. So I do think most people expect there to be um, a decision one way or the other on those guys. But while they are still here, uh, you know, those guys are largely going to. The, you know starting in, in backup shooting guard position. Gary will probably start. Terrence will probably continue his six-man-esque role. But those guys bringing along the younger guards, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, R.J. Hampton, I, I really think the veteran presence in the locker room early in the season is really going to be a big deal. Now, after those guys kind of have their feet underneath them, we just talked about Cole Anthony didn't have your particular normal regular season as a rookie last year. Neither did R.J. Hampton. R.J. Hampton wasn't playing for most of his rookie season. Jalen Suggs coming in as a rookie. Let those guys kind of get their feet underneath them and start to become adjusted to the NBA game. You're still going to have bets in the locker room like Etwan Moore, like Robin Lopez. But once the guards kind of figure things out, then I think it might be a little bit easier to move on from one of those guys at the trade deadline. Um, Still got a couple of weeks, Kevin. I don't expect either of those guys to be moved before the start of the season. Um, but but that's
2: why I've got. Number three, uh, veterans Gary Harris and Terrence Ross. Uh, you know it's funny we we don't discuss these things ahead of time. My number three and <laughs> number three says veteran leaders. Uh, uh, I, it's the exact same perfect. thing, dude. Very similar. You know my my thinking behind it was less about the trade potential, which is definitely there. I totally one hundred percent agree with Magic fans. One of those guys, Gary Harris or Terrence Ross, is not going to be on the team. By the end of the season, it just as much it as makes, we love them both. But absolutely, yeah. it it just makes too much sense for the team to to deal one of those guys. If I were a betting man, I'd say it's Gary Harris, just with that twenty million dollar expiring. But we'll see. Um, especially with Terrence Ross having the longevity here, and and we think he still loves Orlando. But anyway, I was less thinking about that, but I was more thinking about kind of what you talked about leading the young guys. You know, Ter, uh, Terrence and Gary. You mentioned Etwan Moore, Robin Lopez, uh, leading the young guys. Um, showing them how to be pros, you know, as far as you know, focus, being focused on what's the task at hand, what's what's important. Don't get, don't let them get distracted. But the biggest thing that I think is going to be important for them for this season, number one for the season itself, but also laying a foundation for future seasons, is to not let them get too high and too low, because we've seen the schedule; uh, it's brutal. Like the first, you had to remind first, me. I'm sorry. We're back to the schedule, guys. Here we go. Doom and gloom. But seriously, the, the beginning of the schedule is very difficult. And, um, you know, especially with the injury uncertainties that the Magic have as far as, you know, Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz, when they're going to be back. We don't know when this team will be at full strength. And so, going through the gauntlet that the Magic schedule is, there's going to be some really low points. I imagine there's going to be nights where we get absolutely blown out. There's also going to be some nights where we fight really, really hard and lose at the buzzer or lose in overtime or something like that. And so being able to uh, have the veterans lead the young guys, it's a marathon, not a sprint, you know, all, all the cliches and everything. But seriously, don't let them get too high or too low. Because uh, talking about getting too high, I guarantee there's going to be another night like the night in Minnesota last year when Cole Anthony hits a buzzer. Oh, beater, you know? oh brother. Stuff like that's going to happen. It's the NBA.
1: I was teams- just thinking I can't wait for us to, like, hit a game winner in Brooklyn right. against the Nets. We're winning right. the
2: finals. That's We're right. We're winning the finals this year. That's yeah. right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So, and then we get blown out by fifty against Charlotte the next. Exactly,
2: night, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Keep you know trying to keep the guys even, not too high, not too low. Keep them focused on what's important, not getting distracted because you know let's say let's say the Magic have a, have a pretty poor season. You know or we're out of the playoff contention pretty early. You know those months in March and April, it could be very easy for our young guys to mail it in and just say, all right, let's get forward, looking forward to next season. But uh, I'm looking for our veterans uh, to kind of help them uh, stay focused on it um, and really kind of put in the work uh, for this season and for seasons going forward. So, uh, yeah, it's really funny. I had the exact same thing. Veteran presence, you know. I think we, you guys, have talked about it a little bit on the show. I'm, I'm going to give my two cents about Robin Lopez. We already talked about the centers. I think Robin Lopez working with those two guys is going to be awesome. He's even he's already talked about it uh, in his, uh, his, uh, press, his opening press conference when he, when he signed, he was asked about the role he was going to play. He just straight up said, you know, I kind of see myself as a relief pitcher. You know, I'm going to kind of come in when my number is called. I know it's probably not going to be every night, uh, but he knows that his role is to kind of push those, those two young guys. Well, really three, if you, if you want to consider Mo Wagner, another young big guy in the rotation, but really kind of push them, uh, to be the best versions of themselves that they can be. And so, yeah, all those veterans, we've got a great crew of vets. We really do. Um, and so I, I know they're going to do a good job of kind of uh, putting their hand on the, the shoulders of the young guys and kind of leading them through the gauntlet of the NBA schedule. And I
1: love that you brought that up, that quote from Robin Lopez, because I do feel like that went like under the radar. Like People didn't pay much attention to that. But one thing that I think like can't be overstated is how important it is to have like a true pecking order on an NBA roster. Yeah when you talk to people around the league about what went wrong with like the Rob Hennigan rebuild for the Orlando magic, when you had guys like Victor Oladipo and Aaron Gordon and, you know, Tobias, uh, Tobias Harris, I almost said Tobias Harkless, (laughs) Maurice Harkless, all these other guys there, the issue was like, there just wasn't a pecking order. They didn't know who was supposed to be the guy. And like looking at the roster now, like it very much seems like you can tell, you know, everybody knows the role. Everybody's going to accept that and, uh, you know, embrace that. And Robin Lopez embracing the fact that he's like the team vet you know like that's that's really a big deal so all right Kevin we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break and when we come back we'll break down our top two factors in terms of what can make the magic successful this year guys autumn is in the air the pumpkins are in the patch and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming if you know what I'm saying Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. Boys, get ready for a cuffing season like no other. Ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped? Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to Manscaped for 20% off plus free shipping with the code SIXTH. That's S-I-X-T-H, manscaped.com.
2: First off, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes the new lawnmower 4.0. If you're looking to cozy up this fall, this trimmer is essential. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Plus, it's waterproof. Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. Everyone knows pumpkin spice lattes and ball deodorant go hand in hand.
1: Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6th at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6th. That's S-I-X-T-H at manscaped.com. Make your balls a priority this fall. Choose Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. All right, Kev, what do
2: you have for number two? All right, number two, we're getting into the big boys here. Uh, My second one, I I, I really went back and forth as far as one and two. So this is more like 1B, but I'll call it number two. It's it's Jonathan Isaac. What does he look like coming back from his injury? Uh, On both sides of the ball, really. Obviously, we know what Jonathan Isaac was on the defensive side of the ball before his injury. Uh, he was definitely an all-defensive uh, NBA team candidate, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, was probably in the running for Defensive Player of the Year at some point, you know. Uh, but you know, he wasn't able to keep it up, longevity-wise, as far as his injury is concerned. But uh, I'm interested to see, you know, how he recovers from this injury on the defensive side of the ball. Luckily, you know, with medicine, modern medicine, the way it is now, we see guys bounce back from injuries like this uh, more often than not. So it's not necessarily a sense of worry that I have. It's more of intrigue, you know. Like I'm interested. Uh, like I said, on the defensive side of the ball, but then on the offensive side, we know that he's he's still always been a work in progress. Even when he was healthy, um, he showed flashes of brilliance. Uh, he showed flashes of um, uh, his potential. You know, I I happened to be in the building. Uh, the what was it? The 2019 season uh, when he went uh, in Indiana. That was his best offensive game in a Magic uniform. I think he had 26. He was hitting it from all over the floor. It was an Awesome night the Magic lost, but getting to see Jonathan Isaac and see that glimpse of potential greatness offensively from him, uh, that kind of stuff we've seen off and on throughout his career. But coming back from this injury, uh, how does he come back from the injury? But also, how does he continue on his trajectory uh, to become a more well-rounded player? We know he's great defensively, but offensively, what does he bring to the table uh, this season? You know, we know he's going to start as soon as he you know is healthy. Assuming he's healthy, he's going to start. And so we know offense is potentially going to be a, a dry spot for this team, uh, where where is uh, where a bucket's going to come from, where a scoring going to come from. And so if Jonathan can contribute more on the offensive end, I think that'll that'll do wonders for this team as far as the 21-22 season goes.
1: Kevin, let me ask you really quickly, um, Luke and I talked about this last week, but what did you take or, or how did you feel about uh, the reports of Jonathan Isaac's comments about you know it doesn't really sound like he's going to be ready for the start of the season but he said we'll see
2: yeah that doesn't exactly um instill a lot of confidence in me uh you'd hope that i mean when when was his entry august july or august of last august. year august yeah so you know we're looking at the season starting in october so 14 months man if he's not back 14 months after that that's that's concerning I, I feel like he will be back at the start of the season. You know, I think Jonathan tends to uh look at, look at me Jonathan like first name basis like we're best friends. I think uh it, hey, as far I as I mean, he, you know, he, you know, you know, yeah, not, yeah, We're not we're not too far. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh but uh but I I think uh, Jonathan tends to kind of be a little more reserved, you know, keep his cards a little close to his chest. He's not someone to go around kind of boasting X Y and Z whatever the comment may be. So, I think that might be more of his personality um to kind of just kind of keep it to himself, but uh I would be shocked. I would be shocked if he doesn't play opening night. You know whether he starts or not. I don't know, but if he doesn't see the court opening night, I'd be absolutely shocked. 14 months after the injury, man, I hope. I really hope we see him there, especially because we're going to be there. You and I will be there. Opening we will night. We'll be there. We'll be gotta see. Gotta see. We'll G.I. be arm
1: in arm there tonight. That's right. or that night. That's right. No, I, I appreciate your insight though, because that's something that I hadn't really considered. Is that his temperament? He's not a bo- a boastful person. That's just not right. his nature. So he's not going to come out like, "Yeah, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready opening. I'll be there, smashing." Right. Like he's not going to come out and say that. Regardless, double double
2: so, opening night. You wait and see. Like that's not yeah, him. Yeah, you know? yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, points and blocks. <laughs> double double <laughs> opening night. So, oh yeah. So number two, uh, Kevin, I've got Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz. So we, right. again, we didn't go over these before we got started here. Um. So you basically said everything that I was going to say about Jonathan Isaac. So we'll talk about Markel Fultz. And I feel like, like I love these guys, but I feel like we have talked about Markel Fultz ad nauseum. Yeah. I don't know if there is much else to be said. We know that you know John Hammond a few weeks back made it seem like there's the potential that Markel Fultz is going to be back to start the season. That's yet to be confirmed. He tore his ACL in January. So the start of the season, we're just going to be a little like nine and a half months removed from that. So I do feel like that would be a little bit early, but just in terms of the Magic having success this year, um, I am optimistic about the potential for him in the last nine and a half months, once we get to the start of the regular season of him just doing his rehab and then going on to the Amway practice floor and just getting up jump shots free throws, mid-range, three-point shots the further that he gets into his rehab. Nine months to do that is a long time, Kevin. I feel like when he comes back, we are going to know really from the first handful of games everything that we need to know about Markel Fultz's jump shot. Not necessarily the numbers and the percentages because he's going to be expected to have rust coming back after that kind of layoff, but the form itself. If it still looks like this kind of slowed down kind of put together in steps kind of motion that that he has then we're like okay it probably is never going to get back to where it was but if he comes back and the jump shot looks really really smooth and obviously if he's getting to the free throw line like we expect that he can and he starts to knock those down that's going to tell me all that I need to know about the jump shot and Treese, if you guys don't follow the YouTube video, the YouTube channel Treese, we retweeted the video that he put out, uh, I believe it was today, talking about Markel Fultz and kind of his potential moving forward. He does a great job with all of his player breakdowns. You guys definitely go check that out. Check out his YouTube channel. But um, that's really what he talked about. The fact that even if you take the jump shot away, Markel is still a very well-rounded player right now. Defensively, playmaking, getting to the rim, all that good stuff. You know, shooting a diff, uh, a decent percentage from the free throw line. But Markel, I, I really believe has the potential to be a, a very, very special talent in the league. And if he comes back and is healthy, depending on what his offensive game looks like, those are these are like Jonathan Isaac, Markel Fultz. We're gonna. I feel we're gonna talk about one more guy here in a moment. But these are guys that could really. Like jumpstart the rebuild. People think we're not going to be very good this year. I think you know we're not excluded from that. Like We don't expect this team to be very good. But if Markel Fultz and J.I. come back and they look much improved and they look healthy, if you were to come to me right now and be like, look, Markel Fultz is going to look pretty close to like number one overall picker. He's going to look every bit as good or even better than he did the first you know six, eight games last year. Jonathan Isaac is going to come back and look like bubble Jonathan Isaac. You take everything else, and I'm like, all right, we're 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 competing for the in this year. If you yeah. tell me that for certain, it completely changes the outlook of this team in this season.
2: Yeah. You make a really great point about Markell. I hadn't thought about that. You know, people have talked about, you know, he's been injured in the past, but when he was injured in the past, it was his shoulder. He wasn't able to right. be in the gym and getting shots up. So the fact that you're right, it was his knee, and so he has had potentially this time to be in the gym putting up shots potentially working on his form. You're right. That is a great point, man. That is that is something really to be on the lookout for. Because like you said, maybe the numbers aren't there early on, but you'll be able to know. Like you and I, you know, any you'll, casual... You'll,
1: you'll be able to tell if there's a difference. Yeah.
2: Casual NBA fans will know that shot looks good. You know, visually yeah. you can tell, you know. And so that's a really good point, man. Yeah, I'm interested to see. And and I know we're talking specifically about this season, uh, but, you know, we did just give both of those guys contract extensions. you know, earlier, you know, this past season. And so... A lot rides on their shoulders, you know. No pressure, guys. But not only a lot rides on their shoulders, but a lot rides on their their knees. <laughs> right now, um, you know? however, they return from these these injuries, yeah. bro. Sorry, that was corny. Uh, but how well, I mean, they... a lot
1: rides on Markell's shoulder, right? No, yeah yeah, 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 that too, yeah, that, too. Yeah, that too, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, plenty of you know, puns to go around.
2: That's right. But but seriously, you know, how they bounce back from these injuries will have an impact on this season, obviously, but also long term, Orlando Magic for sure. All right, number one. Is it Jalen Suggs? Mine is Jalen Suggs. It's a it's little. Just, it's it's gotta a, it's a be specific Jalen Suggs. Suggs thing. Okay, uh, please, but, go first. Okay, so so mine specifically deals with Jalen Suggs and how he fits with the Magic in this. The Magic, for a long time, have lacked a true go-to scorer, right? Like, you kind of talked about it. In the Hennigan era, it was kind of a committee of go-to scorers. You know, one night it was Oladipo, one night it was Tobias Harris, you know, obviously Vucevic. And so, you know, game on the line, who was going to get the ball? It was kind of all three of those guys. All three of those guys had big buckets in in the time in Orlando Magic. Obviously, this past stretch of seasons, we had Vucevic, uh, who was, you know, obviously great, had a lot of late-game heroics, but also Fournier took a lot of big shots. And so um, we've had those guys, but none of them have been, like, superb late-game. You know, obviously they've had moments, but they've not been the guy. And I'm not just talking about late-game, I'm talking about, a stretch of the game where your offense is is really kind of hurting and down bad, and you need a bucket, right? And so I want to see if Jalen Suggs has the potential to be that guy. I, sh- I should say I know he has the potential. He probably has the greatest potential of everyone on our roster to be a primary ball handler that can get his shot whenever he wants, you know. And so I want to see uh, him take steps towards that. Now he's a rookie. He's not going to go out there and average twenty eight. Maybe maybe he will. I don't know he's not going to go out there and average twenty eight. You know, he's not going to take over every fourth quarter of every close game. He's a rookie. We have to have decent, reasonable expectations. But I want to see flashes of it, flashes of potential that tell me Jalen Suggs is the guy for us that is going to be our bucket getter from now until forever. Now, again, that's kind of a long-term play. It's kind of cheating the question you're asking. But that does also impact this season, you know. Uh, if we're seeing that from Jalen and Spurts, then that means he's going out there and potentially winning us ball games down the stretch, you know. Uh, and so uh, that's that's kind of the very specific thing I want to see from Jalen Suggs this season that potentially can lead to success for for our team this season. So one thing I just
1: want to point out really fast is just how cool it is that like I think anybody that you bring on to this show, like the the vast majority of Magic fans. Everyone's excited about Jalen Suggs. Like, we are legitimately excited for Jalen Suggs. Yeah. And when we start talking about him and we talk about how he looked in Summer League and kind of the big takeaways from that, and I'm glad that you just brought up about the fact that he looks like he has the potential to be the guy, especially like in late game situations, because my biggest takeaway from Summer League, apart from like how great he looked defensively at times, mm. was every time he pulls up, it feels like it is going in. Yeah, And I feel like, that that seems like such an obvious, like generic thing to say, but for Magic fans, you guys just you really don't understand what that means to us, yeah. because it's been basically since, I, like, we can talk about Hito Turkaloo, but like it didn't always feel like it was going with Hito. A lot yeah. of the times it was like, no, no, yes, oh my yes. god, Hito yeah. Turkaloo. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like I want to say basically since like Tracy McGrady, it's been since we've had a guy at least on the perimeter that it felt like give this guy the ball, get out of the way. He's going to go win us this game right now. Yep. And that's how it felt, especially in that first summer league game against the Warriors. When we went into overtime and we ended up winning the game, like Jalen had the ball, just pounding the rock, pounding the clock out of the ball, took the last shot, didn't make it, but it felt like he was going to. And I feel like that is so like underrated. A lot of teams have that and we just haven't had that in so long. So we're, we are really excited about that. But um, when we talk about, you know, these Four factors, and we talk about Markel and and J.I. and some of these veterans and and Cole Anthony. When we start talking about Jalen Suggs, yeah, he might not score 28 a game, but I do think, especially in the case that Markel and J.I. if neither of those guys are ready to go opening night, Jalen has a real opportunity to establish himself as like a leader of this team and almost as like an alpha. Now, if he just completely takes over from day one. I still would expect a lot to change when Markel and J.I. come back because they are so important to this team. This team has invested so much into those guys, um, obviously, you know, money-wise, a- and years. So uh, I do think that would change, but I do think there's the opportunity for like the first five or ten games for Jalen to be averaging like, 16, 17 points per game, um, just almost based out of necessity. The team might not win all that much in that time, but with Jalen Suggs, when I look at this team, and we have to really look at all the context and all the nuance, like in a vacuum, you might be able to say that Keller or J.I. are the best prospects that this team has, but when we, when we look at what we know and the amount of time that Jonathan Isaac has missed, when we know the history of Markel Fultz, if you're talking about the best prospect that is currently on the Orlando Magic, it's Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs is the one guy that we can point to right now and say, if it pans out, that guy is 100% going to be an all-star and can be like a top I don't know 10-15 player in the league you know like he has that type of potential so for me um if Jalen Suggs is able to uh you know reach that type of potential like ahead of schedule like if he's legitimately in the rookie of the year conversation this year to me that drastically changes the type of season that the Orlando Magic can have when we talk about the type of talent that is at the top of this draft with Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green and Evan Mobley if Jalen Suggs is legitimately in the running for Rookie of the Year, that that will change the Orlando Magic season. Now, are we a playoff team for sure? I don't know, but right now I'm pretty confidently, you know, saying that we're not going to be a playoff team, even if everything kind of, you know, breaks our way. Um, but with Jalen Suggs, if, if he pans out the way that we think he can, and it's just uh, again ahead of schedule, I think that could really make a, a
2: big impact on this season in particular. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And kind of going alongside that, um, if and when Markell does come back healthy, I think um, a lot of Ma- – well, I should just say – I'll speak for myself. I want to say a lot of Magic fans. I fully envision by the end of this season, assuming Markell is back and healthy, that our starting backcourt is Markell Fultz and Jalen Suggs. And so, yeah, inject that into my veins. Come on now. It's getting, That's hot, sick. In it's getting yeah, bro. hot in here. It's hot here. Yeah, so, I mean, I fully expect that. Um, and so – uh, if that's the case, I feel like those two complement each other so well. I really, really think so. And then on the defensive end, like you said, some of the stuff we saw from Jalen in summer league defensively was like, my gosh, those two paired in the backcourt, you know, add a little Jonathan Isaac in there, you know, a little, a little maybe Mobamba blocking shots at the rim. I mean, come on now. Uh, I don't want to get too carried away. But what I'm trying to say is that starting backcourt, uh, getting to see them hopefully earlier rather, uh, you know, as early as possible in the season Um, I think uh, getting those guys together as early as possible will give the magic the best chance to win this season and obviously building as you know kind of building blocks going forward for seasons in the future so dude I'm right there with you man I think the sky's the limit for him and I'm looking forward greatly to seeing kind of how he kicks his NBA season off how many backcourts in the league do you think are capable of like throwing alley-oops to one another Man, oh man!
1: Because you talk about like you know Markell Fultz, like he's a solid six four. Jalen Suggs is right yeah. there, you know six three, six four with the athleticism. Like those guys, legitimately, could be you know running backdoor cuts, getting lobs at the rim. Like that yep. would just absolutely be incredible. So just fun. thinking about those guys, getting excited for the return of Markel Fultz, the debut of JI, or the excuse me, the debut of Jalen Suggs, the return of JI. Um, it is really enough to get any Magic fan, you know, really, really excited. And, and, the, and, debut
2: Franz, Jonathan, Franz and the debut of Fra- Franz, Franz Wagner, sweet Franz, baby. That's right,
1: Franz, Hagen Daz or Wagner Daz, right. the Wagner okay, boys. Here we go. I got, <laughs> I got to throw that in there any, any chance that I get. But that's Kevin, awesome. I, I think we really like between the two of us. I think we cover like the, you know, what are going to be the most important factors for this Magic this season. Luckily for Magic fans, the wait is almost over. Whew. Uh, a week from today, you guys listening to this again will be media day, so we'll have plenty of content coming out from that. Um, and then we, we've just got a couple of weeks till training camp, and we'll, we'll start to see more content from that. That's really when I think, um, Kevin, we'll have a better idea of, of how much Markel and J.I. we're going to see this season. Yeah, I mean, if they're, like, you know, like like, a, like a, what was it, a couple of seasons ago, we ha- heard nothing about Markel Fultz since he was traded. Then it was like if you've been wondering what Markel's been up to and it's oh, him running yeah. all these drills with the team and all that, that day, like I was at my desk working, I saw the notification, I hit pa- I hit play, I, I saw him shooting jumpers and I, I got up, I went outside, I watched the video on my phone, freaked out, did a whole reaction to that. So man, I think yeah, that that's awesome. probably when we'll have a, like that's when we'll know. It's like the right. start of training camp, I think yeah, we'll it's know.
2: It's crazy, dude. Like you said, uh, media day is a week from today when you guys are listening to this on Monday the 27th is media day. And then training camp is that week, you know, so yeah. we are a little over a week. And then so two weeks, October 4th is the first preseason game, man. I'm so glad it's finally here, man. I got to tell you, it, it feels like,
1: like the end of the season was so long ago. But then uh, again, it's like, man, the season's already here.
2: Right. You know, like, it, so. It's also, you know, our season ended a long time ago, you know, That's but the fair. NBA yeah. season, the NBA That's season correct. actually didn't end quite that long ago, you know. Yeah. And then also, you know, we had we had Olympic basketball, we had summer league basketball, and so there's been we had the draft, you know, yep. we had the lottery, you know, that yeah. kind of kept us going. And then there's summer been league. basketball, that's right. But as far as yeah. magic, you know, meaningful magic basketball, especially because we have a lot of really kind of exciting things potentially happening, you know, with guys returning and rookies and everything. It's just I'm ready for it to be here.
1: I gotta say, this season I'm going to miss the Fox Sports Florida like tune. Yeah, I, I, that is just so sing it the last time you guys will probably ever hear that because we won't be hearing it this season but um yeah looking forward just to having fans back in the arena this year that's going to be Mm. awesome we'll be in the building uh you know opening night have dante and and jeff and david back on the tv and all will be right with the world the magic will be losing and everything will feel normal again all injected into my veins yes Well, Kevin, first of all, I appreciate you jumping on tonight and and hanging out with me. This was a lot of fun, man. Um, Hopefully, we'll be able to do this a little bit more frequently in the future, but uh, it's going to be an interesting magic season no matter what. We'll see if it's going to be fun. We don't know about that just yet, but it will definitely be interesting. Absolutely, man. All right. Thanks, Kevin. All right, guys. Well, again, for Kevin Tucker, this is Jonathan Osborne. You guys have been listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!